TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Vikings fans, get it off your chest and get it on the air. Your comments, questions, your thoughts. Tweet us at Score North or call 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Vent Line. Intercepted. That was Ramsey who jumped across the middle and got his second interception of the season. All I care about is winning, man. Everybody know that I want to win straight up. Now, I, I excuse my language, but that's everybody know that. That's that's who I am. That's that passion, that fire, that heart. That's uh, that's what y'all love, and I'm gonna continue giving giving that as long as I'm here. What about the, the way you're used as a as arguably the best cornerback in the league? No argument. Okay, and the way the way what about the way you're used in regards to that? Are you are you being properly used? I have nothing negative to say about not one of my. None of my teammates, of course. None of my coaches. No, no, I don't got nothing negative to say. Intercepted! That was Ramsey, who jumped across the middle and got his second interception of the season. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Viking Vent Line. Judd Zolgad, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill producing, Declan Goff running uh, the streams on which you can find this show. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. And you just heard some highlights and quotes from disgruntled Danny Cunningham, Jacksonville Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Matthew Collar just posted a column about this. It's a scorenorth.com, and I am here to back him up completely. The Vikings need to, right now, be actively involved in trying to acquire Jalen Ramsey. And I'm going to give you my quick thoughts why, and then you tell me if you think I'm crazy or not, and I know the question is out there already on your Twitter poll, so we can incorporate those responses. And, of course, uh, 651-646-8255 if you'd like to call and uh, chime in on the Vikings' potential to make a trade for a standout <laughs> cornerback. All right, here's my quick case. Let's hear it. You are built around defense. Mm-hmm. The Vikings' identity under Mike Zimmer since he got here has been defense. Xavier Rhodes, who two years ago was a phenomenal corner, Zimmer trained and he was phenomenal, might be cooked. He's 29, but we know for a fact that that concern goes outside this studio, that there are people who think he might be cooked, and this goes back to seeing him uh, fall down in a third preseason game against the Cardinals. This goes back to a little bit of what we saw on Sunday. He might be cooked, and he was two years back a shutdown guy. Point three, you know that you cannot count on your quarterback. Kirk Cousins might be able to, at his very best, help you, but you cannot just say, well, it didn't work out on Sunday, but I sure hope it works out uh, in Chicago. You know, I think it might work out. If you say that, you're foolish. All of these things, to me, say, all right, you've got a chance right now, Daniel. You've got a chance right this second. And you are, I don't care what you think, you are all in for 2019. This has nothing to do with, if you were saying, well, yeah, but it would really be nice to be good in 2022, then I'd say, okay, back off. But I would be prepared to, and Collar makes this case as well, I would be prepared to call up Jacksonville, and and this would take a little bit of cap work, but it could be done, offer them Rhodes and my 2020 first-round pick for a guy who just quickly as well, because contracts are important here. Jalen Ramsey was taken fifth overall in the 2016 draft. He is in the fourth year of his rookie contract, which this year is $3.6 million. It goes up to $13.7 million on the fifth-year option, which very likely in 2020 would be worth it. 
Rhodes is making uh, $10.4 million in the third year. His cap hit is 13.3 in the third year of a six-year deal. All of these things put together, Xavier Rhodes and my first-round pick in two, 2020, and evidently Jacksonville wants two first-round picks, but Minka Fitzpatrick only got back one. I'd offer them that package. My first-rounder, Xavier Rhodes. I get back a shutdown corner who I could pair with uh, with Trey Waynes, and I can say, undoubtedly today, my defense, which is my hallmark, my calling card, has been improved. There's no question he's someone that would improve the defense. He's the best corner in the NFL right now. I think that he projects to be the best corner in the NFL two years from now as well. He's someone that you would have to pay at some point, so it would take some salary cap manipulation in the future. Maybe not right now, but in the future it would. My concern, I don't know. I don't think Jacksonville accepts that offer. I think they're going to want more than just Xavier Rhodes and that first-round pick. Think it's going to take another draft pick? Maybe it's going to take a, a third along with the one in Xavier Rhodes. Okay. Maybe Jacksonville wants no part of Xavier Rhodes. If you and I think that he's cooked, which both of us do, and other people out there do as well, I'm sure that there are people in Jacksonville's front office that share that trepidation about him. That there is there is concern that Xavier Rhodes won't ever be the same guy. Okay. That's something that you have to think about. So what is his value? What type of the the report out there is that Jacksonville wants two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. So you're giving them one. Mm-hmm. Xavier Rhodes doesn't equate to a first round pick right now. Mm-hmm. He's just he's not that good. What do you have to add in to make that equation work? Because I think it probably takes it another third round pick or a fourth round pick at the at the very worst. You know what? If that's the case, absolutely do that. I would too. Absolutely. I I don't see you you are if you're the Vikings, you are all in. But you know who you can count on and who you can't. And you know that you cannot count on your quarterback. You just can't. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm not saying he, Kirk Cousins is not the worst quarterback in the world or in the league by any means. But the thought process of what, well, perhaps, you know, my defense can get away with a few things and Rhodes is declining, but I've got this quarterback and this offense. You can't, we saw that Sunday. Dalvin Cook's masterful and it didn't matter. Yeah. So if Jacksonville says, all right, Rick Spielman, we'll take Rhodes back. Make that work uh, contractually. We want your first round of 2020, and we need your third round pick in 2020 or 21. I'm all in then. I think because you should what's, be. What's the if you don't do something like this? What's the end game here for 2019? And I'll go back to saying 2019. If it doesn't work, could end up with Rick being fired, Mike being fired, the coaching staff being cleared out. Mm-hmm. So if I can now get the best cornerback, if we consider him to be in the National Football League right now, gentlemen, and I can and I have Trey Waynes, who I know people are tough on Trey Waynes, but Trey Waynes is absolutely fine. Yeah, Trey Waynes is fine. Corner. He's no Jalen Ramsey, but he's fine. And your defense is damn good. Mm-hmm. My in the off season, I said this: cut loose a defensive player to sign a guard, and they didn't listen, and they didn't do that, and instead they signed Josh Klein, who's a declining guard. They drafted Brad, uh, Bradbury, who's getting pushed around. They moved Elfline, which was um, a tantamount to moving a deck chair on the Titanic. They didn't listen. So now what I'm saying is, all right, you chose your path, but your path right now ain't going to work. No. So now I'm saying double down. Go all in. Put Jalen Ramsey in your secondary, and it's going to hurt you a little bit. It's going to cost you, and it's going to cost you draft picks. But, all right, Rick, if I tell you right now, if you don't do this, if you don't make a move like this, you are not going to have a job come April. You're not going to be drafting for anybody. Yeah. 
There, I don't see any downside right now, since this is your path, to saying our quarterback's not that great. Xavier Rhodes is definitely not that great. I think there's just flat out something wrong there. And, and I this does not mean he's going to drop to being a terrible cornerback, no. but he's not the type of cornerback that he was two years ago. And Jalen Ramsey might be a better quarterback than that guy was. Yeah. Oh, certainly is. I think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in football. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's particularly close right now. I think that's exactly what he is. And how much better would he make this Vikings defense if that's the case? If he comes in here, if they make, the, if they make a trade, if he's back in that defensive backfield with Harrison, Harrison Smith and you add in a player like him to an already fantastic defense, how much better do they get? Do they become the best defense in the NFL? Are they better than Chicago's defense? What does this look like? That's the question that you have to ask. You have to ask. I think that it's worth the risk. It's worth trading a one. It's worth trading a three. It's worth trading Xavier Rhodes. It's worth doing whatever because you are in the position now where you have a legitimate window. That window is not as large as it should be because of Kirk Cousins. We've harped on that all week. I don't want to turn over that stone again today. We've talked about that enough. If you want to hear that, go listen back to the last two days on the Score North app. You can find it. I promise it is there. But you still have a window. And the only way that you're going to make this window bigger, other than trading for a different quarterback, is by improving your defense. There are not very many ways that you can improve your defense, but trading for Jalen Ramsey is the best way out there. He's 24 years old. He's going to be 25 next month. I mean, he's not. he hasn't even hit the prime of his career yet, and he's the best corner in football. This is a no-brainer for me. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, and, and if, if you can pull it off... yeah. It's a no-brainer. If you had if you had addressed your offensive line sufficiently, it might not be. But now I think you just say, yeah. "Bleep it! Let's just go all in defense. Let's just let's just try and stop the pass in, in a league that loves the pass. Mm-hmm. Let's try and eliminate the pass as much as possible." And Xavier Rhodes not going to do that. Let me ask you this: What's the most you would give up for for Jalen Ramsey? What is the at what point would you walk away from discussion with Jacksonville because they want too much? What is too much? Well, because there has to be that point. Sure, sure. But given my predicament right now, given the fact that I am in a window where I still really need to win, where there's no... The Wilfs are not saying, ah, it didn't work out. That's too bad. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Hang on to all our draft picks. Uh, I would give up a first in 2020. I would give up a third, and I would probably give up a third pick of compensation piece of some sort. Maybe if you get to four picks, I'd be I'd say no. It depends on the picks, though. Sure. And and if I'm the Wilfs and, and Rick comes to me and says, well, it's a, they're asking for another fifth round pick because I and I think those are precious. You know what? The Vedvik trade established. I was just going to say picks. Yep. The the Vedvik trade. Any any idea that Rick Spielman's going to think a first and a third and a player for Jalen Ramsey is too much, dude? You traded a fifth round pick for a punter that you cut two weeks later. All right. So let's say this. Let's say that the Jaguars say, well, no, we'll take Rhodes back, but we want two first-round picks. We want a 2020 first-round pick, and let's say we want to, let's stagger him a little bit for the sake of the conversation, Yeah, 2024 first-round pick. Sure. Do you do it? I do it. Yep. I do it. I, yep. do, I don't think twice about it. I think that he's a special player that that doesn't necessarily come around often for you. How many opportunities are you going to have if you're the Vikings to draft a Jalen Ramsey? Because... This first-round pick you're sending back to Jacksonville, it's not going to be a top-five pick where you got Jalen Ramsey originally, the, the Jaguars, that is. Who are you going to be able to sign in free agency of his caliber with the lack of cap space that you have? Nobody. 
How are you going to acquire someone like this? Because players of this caliber don't come available often. And combine him with this coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the scheme who, by and the, the rest way, of his defense. Oh, boy. Who, by the way, and this is an important point to make, I think Jalen Ramsey would love this coach. And, and now, I was anti-Antonio Brown because I think he's a pain in the arse. And I think an offensive pain for, for Zimmer might be a problem. But let's just say Jalen Ramsey, high-maintenance dude. Let's just say he is, okay? Sure. But Mike has experience and knows how to handle those guys on defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm not afraid of that. Cincinnati. If this is a wide receiver, then I say, to, then I say, ah, you know, Zim's going to bristle at this guy, and he really is not going to like him that much. And But Mike's going to get Jalen Ramsey and say, oh, my God, are you special? And, and you know, I'm... You're talking about a guy like a masterful painter, mm-hmm. and he's working with another masterful painter. I think the relationship there would work out perfectly. I, I do, too. I think it's a perfect fit. Perfect fit. I see no downside. 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. If the Vikings could trade Rhodes a first and a third for Jalen Ramsey today. And by the way, I don't... So they play tomorrow night. They play Tennessee tomorrow night, right? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think it's happening today. No, but he's not. It's not happening tomorrow well, either. And Ramsey said he wants to play. There's no way in God's green earth if they're smart he gets near near the field because then I saw a report that said the trade could happen as early as Friday. Yeah, I believe Ian Rappaport. But if I'm the Vikings on Friday, bang, I pull the trigger. Yeah. yeah. I pull the trigger. I would try and get it done as soon as possible. 651-646-8255. Danny, uh, you put out a Twitter question today on this. Why don't you give me the question and some of the responses we've gotten so far? Yeah, real simple question at Real D Cunningham on Twitter. If you were the Vikings, what would you trade to Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey? We've got over 50 responses so far. Um, let's see here. Drip Saunders says, Thielen or Diggs for Ramsey and D.D. Westbrook? Um, Tony says, Waynes in a first or second, whatever it takes. There have been quite a few responses. Just send them Kirk Cousins. Um, Doug says the yeah, 2020 that can't happen. Kirk Cousins is a no trade clause. Yeah, I know. Among other things, Doug says the 2020 number one pick and the 2021 number two pick. Dan says Rhodes in first. Go back 2021 number one pick. No, this upcoming draft the okay. number one, and okay. then in 2021, so two drafts from now the number two. Okay. And uh, yeah. Jay Rose says any one of our corners plus a one to start. Someone sent me a gif of Kirk Cousins dancing. A couple more Cousins responses. <laughs> Um, let's see here. We, there was a, a really good one that I liked that, that suggested you trade a uh, cousins and a third for Foles and Ramsey, which is not happening. I'm sorry, Eric. Again, folks, Kirk Cousins, no trade among the many things worked into that contract. No trade. And, Pat, and Nick Foles is injured. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> Pat says Stefan Diggs in a third rounder. Alex says eight first round picks. The <laughs> Herschel Walker trade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you know what? Um, okay, so the dig the digs trade suggestion is probably not tongue in cheek, and I'm not I can't do that. Yeah, I can't trade digs now. Do I think digs is going to be here long term and not back in Washington at some point fairly soon? I'm not so sure, but I, I'm you can't trade if you trade digs in season, you're left with Thielen and BB. Nah, I'm sorry. Someone tweets in and just says Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> We'll see on that one. I don't know if the Jaguars have the cap space to absorb that. Yep. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> he might be a good football player. But you never lots, know. A lot of responses coming in at Real D Cunningham, at Jay Zolga, at Score North on Twitter. If you want to give your thoughts, tweet them at us, and we will be sure to get to them. Tons of responses coming in. I think over 75 so far. And this would give you 
a cornerback who, who could do the equivalent of what Rhodes did two years back, which I think they're still trying to have him do at times, but I don't think it works nearly as effectively now, which is shadow top guys as well. Yeah. And and I don't so on the Waynes one, now Waynes and Waynes and um Jalen Ramsey were drafted a year apart, okay? Yeah. So Waynes was taken eleventh overall in two thousand fifteen. Ramsey was taken fifth overall, Danny, in two thousand sixteen. Waynes is on the fifth year option of his rookie deal, nine point one million. And at this rate, I don't know that he's going to come back. But I have I have no interest in offering him up because then my question is, okay, I've got Ramsey and now I've got Rhodes. Does that offset it? Um I guess I might think about it, but I'd far prefer to give them draft pick compensation and if they want road and then attach roads. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Because I like I think Wayne takes would, too much heat. I would rather that. I think that that's the better deal for the Vikings, but if push comes to shove and that's what they want, I'm doing it. Then what's the deal? If it's Trey Wayne's, because they're I would not getting Trey Wayne's in a one. I he, wouldn't add in another pick. That's what I was going to say. I would do Trey Wayne's in a one. I probably would draw the line. For Trey Waynes, I'd probably say I'll do Waynes, and, and then up, obviously you're going to have to re-sign him to a fairly rich contract after this season, and a one. But that's probably it. I'm probably not incorporating the three then. No, but I'm I'm not opposed to trading Trey Waynes if it gets me Jalen Ramsey. No, I would just love to have have Rhodes gone, and then Waynes Ramsey nickel package. Sure, and once one more response coming in i think that's my favorite one so far uh joe tweets kirk cousins and xavier rhodes for gardner Minshew and jalen ramsey as long as he wears pants when he stretches pre-game at least phil what's going on hey there guys uh what's up so i actually have a bit of a question that's been bugging me for for a while now which is all right so we we say in this conversation that zimmer and spielman are pretty much out the door if things go uh, belly up this year. But I, I don't know that I really understand this because they pretty much executed a plan despite the fact that their quarterback lo- almost lost his leg. Uh, and you end up having to chase Cousins on the, um, uh, sort of on the open market. And I, don't, I don't really understand this because, of course, that guy who you're hiring is never going to be good enough. Um, they've shown they can execute a plan. They continue to, to build teams that if you had good quarterback play and if you were patient and you were willing to draft, they could probably do this again, right? So, like, why is it that their jobs are totally on the line after this year when, when everything else seems to really have actually been in place, aside from the offensive line? But even that, um, Arif Hassan made a really pretty good argument, I think, at the end of last season, that Spielman had put – more uh, capital into the offensive line than w- would normally be expected. That is to say, he'd been trying to fix the offensive line for almost three years and had had really bad luck. So I guess that's my question. Like, why why do we always get into the conversation of those guys losing their jobs? Because I think that that is kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, Phil, thanks for the call. And to answer your question, the reason why their jobs are in jeopardy or at stake here is because, yeah, they've tried to fix the offensive line over the last three years. Yes, they tried to find a franchise quarterback. But guess what? They failed at both of those things. Yeah, they've built a really good defense. They've built a competitive team. But they failed at the things that put you over the top. The goal of this game is not to necessarily just be competitive year in and year out. 
No one wants to be a team that makes it to the, the divisional round every year and calls it quits. You want to win the Super Bowl. That's what you play this game for, to win the Super Bowl. And until that offensive line gets fixed, because they screwed up the quarterback situation, that looks unlikely. Their singular goal, especially once you got to the NFC Championship game in 2017 and then got to go handpick a quarterback, your goal was always going to be Super Bowl or bust. Right now it's looking like bust, and that costs you a job. That's how it is in the NFL. All 32 teams are trying to put together a team to win the Super Bowl. At some point or another, They're all trying to do it. And when you get as close as they did, and and Phil's got some great points. And personally, Mm -hmm. I don't think Mike should be fired. But if you fire Rick, I don't think that you can bring in a new GM and say, stick with Mike. I don't think that's fair. (laughs) And the reason why Rick might be fired is... As what and Teddy is unfortunate, but his leg snapped. I can't go back in time and and fix that leg. Mm-hmm. Rick is going to get if Rick gets uh, fired, it's a lifetime achievement award for never finding a quarterback. And yep. keep in mind that starts when he got the GM job and and after Brad got fired and Leslie got his guy, his veteran quarterback Donovan McNabb, and Rick took Christian Ponder. And ever since then, look at the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry, at some point in time, that stuff costs you. That stuff costs you. And yes, he tripped on Keenum. But guess what? They didn't keep him, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. But now you're paying Cousins a guaranteed contract, unheard of in this league, with a no trade. And it looks like he might be far more bust than hit. Eventually, these things come back and bite you right in the butt. Yep. And that's how this works. You go 13 and 3 and have a defense as good as this team did. People don't pat you on the back. And this is why I try to tell people teams don't celebrate. Like, I think people think that teams are like fans. Oh, that 13 and 3 season was great. Remember that? They sweat it. They say, how can we get to that next Mm -hmm. step? Because we were so close. And then we went into Philadelphia and, by the way, got absolutely waxed. And Mike Zimmer's like, what the hell happened to my defense? So teams don't sit around and relive. 2017 and say, you remember Case's year? Man, that was, let's call Case on speakerphone and talk. No. That's not how teams work. No. And, and is it fair if Mike gets fired? It might not be. But in a league that has moved towards offense now more than ever, it's moving towards young coaches. Mm-hmm. It's moving towards uh, GMs who can, some of them can, some of them can't. But if you can find, if, if, if the Wills find a guy who they think can find a quarterback, guess what? That person gets the next chance. Yeah. And that's the so way Phil, it has to and, be. But Phil's questions and Phil's points are right. And the other thing, though, Phil, is think about this. And this, to me, is if, if, you, want, if you want nails in the case on Spielman to solidify the case, think about this one, Phil. He signed Kirk Cousins. Now, he missed some stuff for sure. Like, mm-hmm. we saw stuff last year when you saw him consistently where you said, how thorough was the audit of the Washington Cousins? Yeah. Yeah. And it clearly wasn't as thorough as it should have been. And, Phil, here, here's the main point. He then did not go out and get as good of offensive line as possible. Roger Saffold was out there. You had mm-hmm. to go get that type of guard. And you had to tell Mike, Mike, I'm really sorry, but Anthony Barr can't come back. I, and I, I don't care if he signs with the Jets or if he signs with the XFL or if he goes to the CFL. He just can't come back here because I've got to sign a guard or a center. Mm-hmm. And instead, Rick's biggest problem is... And this will cost him eventually. Rick gets too cute. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, Klein. What are you doing? Yeah, there? that's a bad. That's a guy that you bring in to compete, probably for a job or a backup job. 
But you signed him to a, what, a two-year contract that's fairly ironclad, I think? Yeah. That gives him that job? That's ridiculous. You trade a fifth-round pick for a punter that you trade to, you get that cute. you cut two weeks yeah. later. And I know it's just a fifth-round pick, and in the grand scheme, you think, okay, well, what's the big deal? It's a fifth-round pick. You never know what that fifth-round pick could turn into. Well, and that's what Rick always says, though. But so, so Rick, the problem is he tells us out of one side of his mouth that you don't know that, yeah. and then he trades then it he out trades of the other side. And so my question, if I'm the Wilfs, is, well, where's the consistency then? What's the truth here? Yeah. Which is why if I'm the Wilfs, I call Rick right now, and I say, you call Jacksonville, and you work this trade out. Jalen Ramsey to the Vikings, and I want it done Friday. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255. Jalen Ramsey, as a Viking, your thoughts, and uh, I guess most importantly, what would you be willing to give up to uh, get him? Also, it's just about time for the Wednesday venture. This is Vikings Vent Live. Stay on course. This is only the beginning because we got more. Call 651-646-8255 or tweet at Score North. was Ramsey who jumped across the middle and got his second interception of the season. Vikings vent line, Zolgad, Cunningham, Manny Hill, uh, TCL Broadcast Studios. The question today is, should the Vikings trade? And we're all in agreement here that they should for Jalen Ramsey, who desperately wants out of Jacksonville. Doug Marone and Ramsey got in a confrontation on the sideline during last Sunday's game. My contention is that uh, is that Ramsey would be fantastic here. The that Mike and Jalen would get along great. And here are uh, a couple Jalen Ramsey quotes about uh, his desires, I guess, to leave Jacksonville. All I care about is winning, man. Everybody know that. I want to win. Straight up. Now, I, excuse my language, but, but everybody know that. I like how that's, that's who I am. That's that passion, that fire, that heart. That's, excuse uh, my language. That's what y'all love. And I'm going to continue giving, giving that as long as I'm here. What about the, the way you're used as, a, as arguably the best cornerback in the league? No argument. Okay, and the way, the way, what about the way you're used in regards to that? Are you are you being properly used? I have nothing negative to say about not one of my, none of my teammates, of course, none of my coaches. No, I don't got nothing negative to say. So I think we're all all in agreement here. Ain't no argument. Xavier Rhodes, <laughs> a first round pick. If it needs to be a third round pick as well, thrown in. Uh, if it needs to be two high draft picks, that's fine. But if you could pull off that trade ASAP for a guy who is probably the best corner going right now in the league, Rhodes is declining. Rhodes is not the same player. Mm-hmm. This would this would be this would take your defense up a significant notch. And right now, I don't see a path for the Vikings to win a championship without the defense being that good. No. Right now, it's good. You need them to be historically good if this team right. can win a title. And this gives you a fighting chance, right? Yeah, they, and there's no guarantee that they would, but they could be historically good if they added a guy like Jalen Ramsey. They need to turn into the 2000 Baltimore Ravens defense to sure. win a title. That's how good they have to be because of what they have at the quarterback position. Yeah, I, I was going to say, your QB does not do it in Cousins. Yes. Uh, Rhodes concerns you for sure. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey could come in and shadow. Ideally, you also keep Trey Waynes. Um, it would get very expensive next year because Jalen Ramsey will be going into his fifth-year option, which would pay him, if exercise, which it will be for sure yeah. by somebody, 
$13.7 million. But for 2019, it makes a ton of sense. Our Twitter question out there that Danny Real, at Real D Cunningham put out. If you were the Vikings, what would you trade uh, to Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey? Danny, why don't you run through some more responses because we got a ton. Uh, Devlin says, for Ramsey, I would give up Rhodes, Rudolph, and a pick. That way you get cap space even if you have to take some back. Irv Smith can play full-time and you have Jalen Ramsey. You just got a lot younger and healthier. Um, Chad says I would trade Rhodes a 2020 first, a 2021 third, a 2020 fifth for Ramsey, a 2021 fifth in a 2027. <laughs> this sounds like a very Spielman like trade. Yes. Very, very. I mean, that is as detailed as it gets from Chad. Do they have a fifth for 2020? Was no, that the, was that, that the was fifth that they gave up for That's the, the Vedvik pick, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, or, Chad, your or, trade doesn't work, man. Or did need they another one? Or do they have? Do they have another one? I have. They can, at this point, know. at this point in time, when it if they don't have one right now, they can go shopping and get one pretty simply. So the updated mm. odds came out for what team Jalen Ramsey will be on after the trade deadline mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vikings are not listed among the favorites. The Jaguars are the leader in the clubhouse, followed by the Chiefs, the Raiders, Patriots, Seahawks, Eagles, Packers, Browns, Cowboys, Niners. The dangerous assumption I think that's being made nationally is that Xavier Rhodes is still Xavier Rhodes. Or that the Vikings don't have the ammunition to go get him. You got the ammunition. You got draft picks, baby. Jacksonville. I mean, Doug Marone's going to be gone in four weeks. And oh, and if I was the Jags, I would fire Doug Marone right now. Yep. Move Coughlin downstairs. Tell him, Tommy, I don't care what you do down Trade there. Trade for Eli Manning. Trade. Well, no, don't, <laughs> don't, don't dismiss that. Don't put I it know. Although <laughs> Eli has come out and said that he, I believe, would said he will block trades because he can. Yeah, I think he wants to be a giant forever. I, you know what? That's a whole other topic. That, I know that that makes me want to puke. I mean, but, Dave, when, but when you, when you say Tom Coughlin going downstairs, that's what's going to happen. Hi, Mike. Hey guys, how's it going? Doing awesome. well, Mike. What's uh, up? You got a whole lot more options on the board that I can propose because I'm not as much of a guru. Ramsey's a great talent. We got to go after him. My question is this: You can't give away too much because we still have the same problem: offensive line and quarterback. What's the solution for that? A stronger defense is going to score us more points. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And, Mike, that is a sensible, rational, great point, and I'm going to tell you why it doesn't matter. And I said it for a segment. Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer are up against it. Yep. They can't. They doubled. It's all doubled down now. I think that's the correct term. Yeah. You've got. So you do have that problem. But if you're Rick and Mike, you cannot be thinking about, well, Cousins didn't work out, and so in a couple of years he's going to be gone, and we're going to draft a quarterback. Or the offensive line, Garrett Bradbury's lost, and in a couple of years he'll be improved, and then we'll go get more help for him. Because you might not be around to do those things. Yep. So this is all about Mike's a 1,000% right if you can take the long view. They can't. They don't mm-hmm. have that luxury. They went, in their minds, partially, I shouldn't say partially, largely because of Mike, they went all in on defense. So now what you have to realize is well there's still some shortcomings there. We got to go we got to go all in again. Yeah. You can't you can't change the quarterback right now. You can't change anything right now. You can't other you, than you, Jay, can't. you can go get Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And those guys need to understand that they're making moves to try and keep their jobs. Like the That's wanting right. to be good in 2022 is fine and all. And if you're the franchise, of course you should want to be competitive then. But the the realistic picture here is that Mike Zimmer probably won't be around in 2022 if they don't do something like this. Chris Spielman probably won't be around in 2022. Or Rick Spielman, excuse me, right. probably won't be around in 2022. Correct. That's just not how it's going to work because you have, at that point, 
you would have failed at your job, and someone else is going to be doing your jobs. And we don't know exactly, but it's got to be a lot that the fact that when you signed Cousins, you started a ticking time bomb. Yep. And it's either going to blow up with a Super Bowl championship, or wasn't that great, or it's going to blow up and you're all gone. Mm-hmm. Cousins signing, in, to Phil's point from before, this might not even be fair, but it's the reality of what you've done. And the reality of getting to the NFC title game in, what, 2018? Or 17? 17. Into 18. The reality of getting to that game was that, okay, we need one more piece. What are we going to do for that? Well, we're going to go get a quarterback who we think is an upgrade on Case Keenum. Oh, by the way, we're also going to sign him to a massive guaranteed contract, which is going to be unheard of because fully guaranteed contracts in this league don't exist. And so the pressure then mounts absolutely... And so now you are stuck here after week two saying, well, we're not a bad team, but we just went to Green Bay and we didn't win a game. Um, Our defense got off to a bad start. Our defense is really good, but oh my gosh, our defense has to be better. And the answer is yes, it does. Yeah. There's no question about it. You can't can't afford to start the game the way that they started. Right. And the answer is, and this is really unfortunate, the answer is Kirk's going to Cousins. That's Mm -hmm. That's what he's going to do. So the real the reality, and this is you might say, oh, that can't be true, but it is. Is you have to look at the start of that game and say that cannot happen. Yeah. How do how do we avoid Aaron Rodgers surgically picking us apart for one quarter? They did a really good job for three, mm-hmm. but you can't even have the one quarter now. You don't have yeah. that luxury. Can't afford that kind of start. Hmm. Jalen Ramsey six five one six four six eight two five five. It seems to work. Now. On Vikings Vetline. I thought it was horrible, disgusting. It's time to let it all out. Embarrassing, shameful. It's time to vent on Vikings Vetline. It's stuck. All right, Danny Cunningham, you start us off with the Wednesday vent, which can go far and wide. And, and I think we're done with Kirk, so what's your vent? Although Kirk did say at practice today, um, it, just before we get into the vent, Kirk was quoted this morning, I'm not going to be playing quarterback here much longer if I play like I did on Sunday. So there's our Kirk Cousins update for today. Being self-aware is great. Just do your job. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the uh, the Monday night football game between my beloved Browns and the New York Jets. My issue with the game was there were several issues with the game, but I want to talk about the way that Odell Beckham's kind of being treated here. The watch wasn't a thing this week. He wore it in pregame, whatever, and didn't wear it for the game. But getting taken out of the game by the officials for a an illegal visor, eye shield, on third and goal from the five-yard line is ridiculous. He had been in the, for that entire series, didn't get pulled out. Officials are supposed to do their equipment checks pre-game, before the game starts. You wait until after he has a one-handed catch to get the Browns to the five-yard line, and then you pull him out of the game. That seems like a, it seems like you're not treating him the way that other players are are being treated right now. Did someone complain here? Someone must have. Did but the Jets it, say something about this? Why, after the fact, if they say something about it, fine. But don't pull a guy off for the biggest play of the game to that point because that's exactly what you did. It's it's an unfair circumstance for them to dictate. Oh well, now you have to come off. The visor was on for the first seven plays of the drive. And now, it's, it's not like he put it on for third and five and they kicked the him rule, out. Explain the rule now because I, I did see a story before the season started that visors and some the clear visors were going to be allowed. Is this well, not well? Clear? clear visors have always been allowed, and there are certain tints that are now allowed too. You're allowed to wear tinted visors, okay. and you can't wear super dark ones unless you have a doctor's note, like Ty Montgomery of the New York Jets has a doctor's note so he wears a dark eye shield Odell Beckham Jr.'s eye shield had a 
I guess, a type of illegal tint. It wasn't anything outrageous. It was mostly clear, but it had a little bit of a mirrored tint to it. He wore it. He wore the same visor week one when they lost to Tennessee for the entirety of the game, and no one said anything. Week two, hmm. he's in for the first part of that series, and then they wait until third and five this, for the officials to sound, pull him off the field. That sounds a little like you're treating him different than you're treating. You know what? This else. sounds very Adam Gaze. I know it sounds Greg Williams. Well, that too. Okay, but it I'm sounds just saying, very Greg Williams. So, somebody got somebody got cute and thought we're going to wait till a key moment, then we're going to get him. But if you're the officials, it's your fault that you've missed it. Yeah, you can't pull him great. off there. You have to wait until this. Tell him when this series is over. You've got to do something about your eye shield. But you're right about the pregame checks. Why not? You, the league needs to. The league ha- assigns people to that job. Mm-hmm. So get that in the pregame check. That yes. person. That person should actually suffer the consequences if the if in the course of the game and. I'm assuming it didn't change. So that shield was on in pregame warmups. I'm, I'm assuming. I think, I think he wore a different one in pre. Most most players will wear illegal ones during pregame warmups and, nope. and change because they look really cool. Like they, why? they look why? Really cool. Because they look now cool. You're like losing they, me. They'll wear the tinted on, ones and stuff. Well, not leave them. Just wear your helmet. But then they then then they will change them for the actual game. But Beckham wore the same eye shield for the first drive against the Jets that he wore the entire game against Tennessee. And they wait until third and goal from the four-yard line to remove him from the game. My, that seems unfair to him. My players are all going to wear the same helmet pregame and in-game. Come on, really? I, I get guys your, do it. I get your point and frustration. I, oh, boy. I covered it, it, league and I didn't know that. treat him the same way that other people are treated. Sure. Like, you wouldn't have... If it were the left tackle that had on an illegal issue like that, they're not going to pull him out on third and five. All right. Manny, what's your Wednesday rant? My Wednesday rant is uh, with this. Actually, same game that uh, Danny was talking about, actually. I mean, if you're a Baker right now, it's 23-3. to Hand the football off. Let's move on. No need to take any more hits. Baker, a little bit of traffic. Dangerous position to be in there as he's taken down. It's 23-3. to There's two minutes left in the game. The Browns have the ball. And Baker Mayfield is dropping back to pass. Mm-hmm. Freddie Kitchens... What in God's name are you doing? This is your franchise quarterback. This is the future of your franchise. This guy, if he gets injured, guess what? You're going to be out of a job, buddy. You're up by 20. The game has been decided. The game is over. If you're going to leave your quarterback in there, at least take him out of shotgun and tell him to hand the ball off. Like that, that's, that was just ridiculous. And then he gets, he drops back to pass on the play that I just played. And he gets he gets sacked. He gets like tangled up. He could have rolled an ankle. Could have snapped something. Mm-hmm. Freddie Kitchens, what the hell is wrong with you? This is your franchise quarterback. You're going to get him killed out there unnecessarily. All right, our local Browns fan, Danny Cunningham, your thoughts. Freddie Kitchens has had a rough couple of weeks calling plays for the Browns. He has had a really rough couple of weeks. He is not. I've not been happy with. With his performance as head coach of the Browns so far, I've uh, I told you this would happen. <laughs> I did. told you this would happen. I have not been happy with his play calling it. abilities. I do think that they need to run the ball more. I think that they're not getting, uh, they're not setting up Baker for success in the way that you should be setting up a young, growing quarterback. Well, to Manny's for point, success. why wouldn't you just get him out? Or and I, I know I, that I they're backup quarterbacks. I do understand hurt. not pulling him from the game because they had put Drew Stanton on the injured reserve. Yeah. But that can't your day. third guy just hand off but the just, ball? But Run just, the ball. Just have Baker hand off the ball. Baker's the not going to get hurt handing the ball to okay. Nick Chubb. That's okay. that's what they should have done. I, I don't have issue with keeping Baker in the game. I have issue with the play calling. Run the ball. And the other problem too is you're doing it against the Jets. 
Greg Williams, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. He would love to break. If Baker Mayfield's leg audibly had snapped at that stadium and you could hear it, mm-hmm. Greg Williams would have been the happiest guy in the building. And you know that psycho would have loved it. Well, yeah. did, did you did you see the play? Did you guys see the play that I played? Like he drops back and yep. there's a defender I that heard falls it, yeah. underneath yep. his leg. They got tangled and like, up. He could have I know. rolled and snapped an ankle there. <sighs> All right. Here's mine. I'm going back after the officials because my God, early season officiating, and it's not it's not the people in the stripes; it's the league as a whole. From our friend uh, Kevin Seifert at ESPN.com, NFL officials threw 96. I will repeat, 96 flags for offensive holding in Week Two, the most in a single week since at least the start of the 2012 season. The spike results from a year-long point of emphasis. <clears throat> That has dramatically impacted the start of the season. The flurry of flags brought this season's two-week total for offensive holding calls to 178. That is a 66% increase from the same time period last year. It has also powered a 16.2% increase in total penalties compared to weeks one and two of last year, uh, as well as, not surprisingly, I guess, a slight drop in scoring from 21.97 offensive points per game to 20.9 in 2019. I am so sick of the, and I get the early season play is not that great because the teams basically don't play guys because in it's preseason. preseason. I get that. But the league adds to it with these silly points of emphasis. And here's my problem. If they were going to call holding consistently now and get it out of the game and eradicate it, which they're trying to do, I get it. But I guarantee you, go watch a week two game from 2019 and go watch uh, in December, go watch a week eight game or something. Mm -hmm. They will have changed completely. Yep. And they will just have quit calling these things. So why call them in the first place? Why are we bothering? It's the same thing as the Dalvin Cook illegal basically pick, the OPI in Green Bay. If the Vikings, when the Vikings play the Packers at U.S. Bank Stadium again, Danny, I guarantee you there will be the same play. It will happen. It will not be flagged. Point of emphasis, my... You know what? This is a bunch of crap. This is them try thinking that they're doing good and making these games. There, it's already hard to watch these teams. Yeah, it's these games are hard to watch because the teams aren't good yet. I don't need officials trying to act like there's a point of emphasis that they're going to abandon by week nine. It's the same just thing that stop. happened last year. It's the same thing that happened last year with the roughing but the passer. Just stop, I'm tired of just it. Just stop with it. it. It makes early season football way worse than it needs to be. You've got a you've got a great. Well, I shouldn't say great. You've got a good sport, a fun sport to watch, most popular sport in the country, right? Without a question. Sure. Why are you ruining it? Early I don't have a good season, answer for you. You make September. Pardon my French. You make September suck. It's it's awful. It's stupid. <clears throat> 651-646-8255. I'll calm down. TCL Broadcast Studios, let's come back and uh, wrap things up. If you didn't hear Danny Reed, Kirk Cousins' comments from this morning, let's come back with that one. Quarterback is very self-aware, but does being self-aware make you good? Opinions, controversies, debates, and different voices with a passion for the same thing. Those Vikings. Vikings vent line. Your tweets, your calls. Mondays 10 to noon, Tuesdays through Friday 11 to noon. Vikings vent line on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, Score North download time. And uh, it is uh, simply a reminder that uh, we've been talking about Jalen Ramsey all uh, show today on uh, Vikings Vent Line with Judd Zolgan and Danny Cunningham. Uh, Matthew Collar has a piece out. It uh, came out, uh, dropped on scorenup.com about an hour ago, and the headline is very simple. The Vikings should trade 
for Jalen Ramsey. And Collar lays it out, all the reasoning why the Vikings should uh, try and pull off a deal for the Jaguars' star corner. That is your score note download. Now back to Vikings Vent Line. Thank you, Manny Hill. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. A twin show right around the corner talking about last night's um, exciting tilt at Target Field. Uh, Mike Zimmer talking this morning about his quarterback, Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk, Kirk had an up-and-down game last week. He's going to be fine. Um, we have the utmost confidence in him. Um, you know, he's in a good place. He's going to play good this week, and uh, he'll continue to play good the rest of the year. Is it true or wishful thinking? Because then I go to um, several of our friends who cover the Vikings out at uh, TCO Performance Center. I, I'm seeing this from Mark Craig, Chad Graff, a bunch of people. Kirk Cousins, who held his press conference today. If I play like I did Sunday, I won't be playing quarterback around here for much longer, and I understand that. I think he's got about 30 games left. Do you think that that is the quote of a man who is fine with things and is going to come back and have a strong game? Or do you think that's a quote of a guy with wavering confidence? I think that's the quote of someone who is trying his very best to be self-aware. But I also think he's someone that doesn't necessarily have the confidence or the mental mental capacity to be very much better than he has. I think that's very fair. I think that, I think that's I think incredibly he, fair. Well, and I he think can he be, understands he needs to be better. I have no faith that he's going to be better, and many, I'm not sure how much faith he or anyone in that locker room has that he's going to be very much better than he's been. How many great games, really good to great games, do you think he's going to have in 2019? Three, maybe. Where are there opportunities for great games for him? There's and not what, a ton. What do you what do you qualify as a great game? There's not a ton. No, there aren't. Oh, he throws for three touchdowns, three hundred, you know, fifty yards or something like that. Just Two, a big three. Just a big day. Just a just what you the game gets done and you sort of sit back and say there might be something there. Now I would not. I think we've seen enough at this point to not make that statement, but. I think Sunday could be one, but then, Danny, I look at this. It's week three. A year ago, a year ago, Cousins is cu- coming off the a really strong second half in Green Bay, 29-29 tie. You got Buffalo, and you say to yourself, everything is set. The table is set for a huge game, right? Cousins going to have a huge game, and you lose there. It's Oakland this time. That Buffalo team, I believe, came in at 0-2. Oakland is 1-1. I think Oakland is a better team than that Buffalo team was. So, Oh, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. So we'll call this an opportunity to have a great game. Okay. Opportunity at New York against the Giants. They're garbage. And then both Detroit games. Other than that, where are the real opportunities? Well, there's not a lot. No, I'm, and that's why I asked you that question. No, there's not. I'm with you. I think it's like, it's maybe three. Yeah. He can have maybe three. No, I'm not sure he has one. Now, here's what I fully expect. I do fully expect that that defense on Sunday against the Raiders is going to bounce back huge and play really, really well. And a year ago against uh, the Bills, they were just awful across the board. Yeah. I do. I don't know what Cousins is going to do because I think he's shaken and I don't think that's a good thing. No. I think that Zimmer's defense is going to have a huge game. That place is loud. It's tough to play. I don't think uh, Derek Carr is good. No. So. I do believe that the Vikings are going to win on Sunday, and I I think it's going to be a pretty one-sided score. But if Kirk Cousins ends up throwing 12 to 15 passes in that game and Dalvin Cook has another huge game, I'm not going to be shocked. It shouldn't surprise anybody. really shouldn't. Anyway, so the quote from Cousins today, if I play like I did Sunday, I won't be playing quarterback around here for much longer, 
And I understand that. And really what's what's weird about that too though is is your point is exactly right. The it's over after next year. Well, and like how, there's not, how, there, there's no long term contract. I don't care what you tell me. There's no there's no long term. If he wins the Super Bowl, you're going to walk away and say, "Oh my goodness, he won a Super Bowl. See you later." He ain't he ain't going to be here past 2020. How much easier is it for him to say that, knowing that he's got 30 games guaranteed left on this contract? Because if he didn't have, if he were a free agent this year, I don't think he said that. He knows that he has. Well, he knows Sean. He knows that Sean Mannion's his backup, so he's not getting benched. The only way Kirk and he Cousins knows how much money he's got coming to him, and he knows when it's guaranteed until. The only way that Kirk, the only only scenario under which Kirk Cousins does not start sixteen games in two thousand nineteen is if he is hurt. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think the uh, this is over after two thousand twenty, without question. If they win a Super Bowl, I will now say it's over because your defense will have done that, and you know how your defense can do that: trade for Jalen Ramsey. Vikings Vent Line, we're back at 11 tomorrow. Zolget, Cunningham, Manny Hill. Twins show is next right here on the all-new Score North on 1500. Talk to you. Believe me, I'm not going to be playing quarterback here if I play the way I did this past Sunday for much longer. So uh, I understand that, and um, you know, I look forward to getting out there and playing at a much higher level.